On this episode of the Autumn Windbags, we ask who will be the Raiders quarterback next season, Tom Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo, or other. Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler are set up for success this offseason, but can they deliver? Bunch of Raiders news, and also how far can the Raiders go with Mark Davis as owner? And we love when you subscribe, rate, and comment on whatever platform you're listening on. All right, here we go. I got a dream of winning a Super Bowl. I got a dream of being in a Pro Bowl. I'm really not into dreams anymore, okay? I'm into nightmares. There it is! Caught! Touchdown! Raiders! You're listening to the Autumn Windbags, an audio attack from the Silver and Black. Here are your windbags, RJ Clifford and Juan Soto. Yeah, it is another episode of the Autumn Windbags. RJ Clifford, Juan Soto, let's have some fun today. First Autumn Windbags of the offseason. The burden of the season is now off of our shoulders. Like at the beginning of the season, it's just all optimism. and We're stoked and excited and jacked. And then we slowly die as the Raiders get worse and worse. And now we're like, I, I'm not speaking for you. At least I'm kind of like happy this season's over because the stress of oh. losing every weekend's gone. Dude, I, I said, thank God. When you said <laughs> season's over, I'll thank God it's over. Feels like it, it feels like we got a divorce from like a really shitty chick. It's like she had like a nice rack or, you know, she could put in that Gok Gok 3000 was on point. Mm -hmm. So it's like you stuck around a lot longer than you should have. Yeah. It looked like she was like, she was hot with her clothes on. You know what I mean? Like she's like, she put to put to herself together. Well, but then once you started shedding layers, you're just like, Oh, ugh, like you never work out. You're just kind of like skinny fat. Yeah, those jeans just kind of push everything where it needs to go. Yeah, like she wears a lot of one pieces, you know? And you're like, what are you hiding? It's like, well, now we know. You take it off and it's just like... Ugh. That was the Raiders season. <laughs> right? Looks all right. And then you take the freaking pants off and it's... Like, yeah. Well, we dumped her. Now we're free men. We're on the open market. At least until uh, the end of August next season. When the pressure's on yet again. Speaking of next season, question of the day. We'll put it down pinned in the comment section. Curious what you think. Obviously, the biggest question of the offseason, who should quarterback the Las Vegas Raiders in the 2023-2024 season? Um, every single season, there was the discussion. Oh, are we going to trade Carr? Oh, are they going to move on from Carr? What's going to happen with Carr? And he stayed and he stayed and he stayed and he stayed. And I, I never really bought it any any season. This year, it's for realsies. Uh, I, I guess technically he could still be on the, on the team next season, but that's not happening. He's going to be gone, whether he's uh, cut before uh, three days before the Super Bowl or uh, three days after the Super Bowl, or hopefully traded for some assets. Um, it will not be Derek Carr. Therefore we are in need of the services. So we have chase still on the roster. That's it. Jared Stidham free agent. Uh, his four, his four year rookie contract is up. Um, and of course, all the rumors have been around guys that have played with Josh McDaniels before. So basically, Soto, it, it feels like it's down to four options. Tuck Rule Tommy, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jared Stidham, pretty Jimmy, or a high draft pick. It feels like those are pretty much the Aaron Rodgers felt like a pipe dream. I can't think of any other free agent quarterbacks that. After watching Stidham in the last two games of the season, I'm like, okay, 
McDaniels has to have a quarterback that knows the system. Like that's that's what he's going to go after. He's not going to try to turn someone around or pick up some random or you know like some running quarterback or something. It's like no, he needs a he needs a Josh McDaniels guy to run the Josh McDaniels system. That's it. So he's either starting from scratch. We have our seventh. We have the seventh overall pick. Either starting from scratch with a high draft pick, or Tom Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jared Stidham. That's not about right. Is there anyone I'm missing? Uh, Jacoby Brissett is a um, free agent now. Okay, signed a one year deal to kind of hold the place for um, Mr. Massage Parlor, Sean Watson, Bob, Bob Kraft. Oh, that one. Oh, that guy too. Yeah, you have to specify in the NFL now. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Not Mr. Massage Parlor, Mr. Uh, Sports Massage. Florida Massage Parlor or Texas Massage Parlor? I got yeah, to so specify now. Jacoby Brissett is also a uh, guy that is familiar with the McDaniel system. He's been a starting quarterback in this league. He's won games in this league. And he uh, is also an unrestricted free agent. Do you think Josh McDaniels or Ziegler and company would pursue that? Um, it all depends on who they draft. If they draft a guy up high, I don't know that they're going to want to go with a Brady or even a Garoppolo because they're going to want to, you know, if, if, if we get another Derek Carr, uh, Matt Schaub situation where for all intents and purposes, everyone thought that Matt Schaub was going to start the season as a starting quarterback mm -hmm. and Derek Carr just beat him. So mm -hmm. I think that's what it would be if it's like a Stidham or a Brissett, um, uh, we bring him on as a veteran guy who's been around and uh, help teach him the system. And if the, the first round rookie beats him out, then he beats him out and we start from there. Uh, if not, he can learn behind a guy and, you know, we'll have a guy that's, you know, capable, a capable quarterback, but it's a total placeholder. I think if we do a, a Brady or Garoppolo, I think we're going to, we're, we're banking on them being the starter. And we wouldn't wait. We wouldn't waste in, in, in that sense, waste a high draft pick on a quarterback because you end up giving Brady or Garoppolo a ton of money. And this, this young kid becomes like, you know, shows that he's super dynamic and gives you a better chance to win. You're just basically wasting money on it on a veteran quarterback. Those are, those are weird, nice problems to have though. You know, like you draft a guy and you're like, Holy shit, we got, we got a diamond in the rough. We got a guy that can play and we've got a veteran. So it's a weird situation because like, yeah, it feels like you're wasting money, but that's the problem you want. Like the, the young guy you pick up that you think's not ready and needs time. He's and you can always trade, you know, like, I don't know if you can trade Brady, but you could, you could always trade Garoppolo mm -hmm. to a team, you know, mid season, stuff like that. But I mean, that's, that's my thinking going into it, uh, going into free agency because free agency is after the draft or oh, there's a second free agency period after the draft. So let's let's start with Tom Brady. Um, Albert Breer reported that the Raiders are seriously looking into him and Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, it'll be forty six next season, so it would be a one year deal type of thing. Um, Tom Brady played last season for his cap hit was thirty five million last season. Took a team, you know, kind of a friendly deal, right? Because he's like, hey, you're just kind of renting me. I want to chase a ring, right? Um, another ring. So let's let's assume it'd be about thirty-five mil. Mm. Obviously, he knows Josh McDaniel's system. Obviously, they know each other really well. Um, he's one of those guys where people would gather around him, right? Maybe Gronk comes out of retirement again to play for him, play with him. Um, 
you know, other players in the, uh, around the league would, you know, just kind of gravitate. So it'd be good for free agency for us. Randos would come in and say like, Hey, I want to mm-hmm. play with Brady. Uh, obviously he's gonna be, he's gotta be rock hard thinking about our weapons, Devonte, Hunter, Darren Jacobs. Let's, let's, let's move forward. Assuming Jacobs plays for the Raiders again next season, pick up the fifth year option and we keep him. It's not a guarantee, but look, if they don't sign him, they'll franchise him. He's not going to go. He's not going anywhere. Well, that's what I'm saying. He, he but he can be franchised and traded too, if they don't want to pay him, but mm. let's just, that's what I'm saying. Let's move forward. Assuming our all world running back stays gotcha. in silver and black. Uh, the guy with the Raiders tattoo stays a Raider, right? He's got to be rock hard about that. The downsides that I see are a terrible defense. Tom Brady has always had a great defense. He's never played on a team with a bad defense. Um, the line uh, improved a lot this season. Still very much a work in progress. Not a, mm-hmm. not a quality line. I don't think Brady's ever played behind a line this bad. That, that wasn't destroyed by injuries. Like He's been behind lines that got worse with injuries, but... You know, week one, I don't think he's ever played on a, you know, on a, on a line this bad. Um, and also, he's playing in the same division as Patrick Mahomes, who yeah, well, it hurts me. To, like, I want to barf saying it, but like, he's entering his prime. Like, Patrick Mahomes is only getting better. He's like 27 years old. Dude, he's, he's like, he's like, the worst is yet to come from Yeah, Patrick he's going to get better. Andy Reid, right? And Tom Brady's a... Tom Brady's a front runner, right? Like they beat up the AFC East forever. Uh, went to Tampa Bay when they, everything was going great for them in that division. It just seems like competitively, everyone's like, "Oh, he's got weapons and Josh McDaniels." But like, yeah, but does he think he's going to win with Las Vegas? So those are kind of the pros and cons I see. Yeah, honestly, I think at this point in his career, if he wants to play, I think it's going to be more for like. Because as he gets older, those situations become less and less locks mm-hmm. because he becomes less and less of a lock. Yeah. Despite what we want to say about his last couple of years with Tampa, which were really good years, he had really good stats. He led the league in two years ago in passing yardage, I think, right? Won the Super Bowl. Um, like, yeah, he won the Super Bowl. It's like, you know, he he did really well there, but it's like how how many times can you go back? And go back to, you know, to the same well, and and uh, you know the fountain of youth, right? So I think those those there's not there's not going to be that many suitors for Tom Brady, and um, I think he's going to have to pick and choose his situations uh, because he's not going to get everything. Yeah. Think of think of Tom Brady like the ch- the the chick at the bar who was really hot when she was in her twenties, and she was hot in her thirties. And now she's in her mid forties. It's like, yeah, she's still pretty hot for forty five, right? But she's forty fucking five. So it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, she can say, okay, I want a guy that's over six feet, that makes six figures, that's got a huge dick, that's fucking, you know, works out. Like, okay, you got to pick three of those now because yeah. you're not going to pick it. You're not going to get everything. You got to pick three of those motherfuckers. So Tom Brady's getting to that point now where although he's good, he's still really good and he can help a team win. He I don't think he's in the position now for the cap space he's gonna he's gonna uh take uh to be able to say, okay, I need a line, I need defense, I need this, I need that. Um for 35 mil, he can ask for a lot. Like for his caliber and 35 mil, that's not a barrier to entry. I, I think you're overplaying that. I think that honestly. It's a young man's game, dude. 
Patrick Mahomes is the oldest quarterback in the AFC in, in the playoffs, and he's 27. So it's it's a young man's game, and he's 20 years older than these guys. You won and, a Super Bowl two years ago, though. Like, yeah, yeah let's yeah, say he's let's say he's 80 percent of what he was two years RJ, ago. RJ, you're 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 there. It's really hard to say 80 percent of because it's like you're assuming that someone gets better every single year, or they don't. The drop off isn't as much. The drop off, dropping off twenty percent—that's a big drop off. No, no, I'm telling you, a drop off at this age is going to be a cliff. And are you going to want to hitch your wagon? Because look, I think I think Tom Brady is realistic about this. I think he knows that him being comfortable in an offense—if he's not going to be in Tampa—the most comfortable situation he has is with Josh McDaniels, and. Um, a good offense that can play really well situationally. I mean, I don't think we lose a, at least three of those games that we lost last year. We don't really have to really score any more points. It's just moving the ball, eating up clock, not making it so easy, not not giving the opponent opponent uh, uh, a lot more um, possessions by going three and out, three and out, three and out. Right. Mm. So it's like you don't have to always score more points to to to. To help your defense out, you can just eat up clock and eat up time and, and shorten the game that way. And knowing the system the way he does, it's like a second language to him. It's like he, it's he's fluent in it. So I, honestly, I think I'm not I'm not advocating for this to happen. This is like a fallback plan for me. I would rather us draft a really good rookie in the first round if he's available. If it's a Levis, if it's a Stroud, if it's who whoever, and get one of these serviceable guys to hold the place until the guy beats him out. But if it happens to be Tom Brady, I'm telling you, it's not going to be as, it's not going to be as hard to sell as you think. Hard to sell for who? For Brady to, for Brady to go to the Raiders. I, I think, I think it definitely is. Or he's just, or he's that overconfident himself. Cause he's never been in a situation like he would be with the Raiders or the defense. Again, he's he's that 45 chick in the bar, man. He's not that freaking hot little 22 year old strutting around. He's not that guy anymore. You're also forgetting. You also got to take into consideration this. I don't think you are Brady fucking moves units, right? So an owner who's thinking like Jersey sales, ticket sales, merchandise, Brady will crush that wherever he goes. Right. He's oh, like yeah. he's the most famous guy in arguably most famous guy in sports. Right. So like wherever he goes, I think owners are going to want, even if maybe there's some coaches who are like, ah, I think I got something better. I don't want a one-off owners are going to be like dude get if if it, we have a shot at brady let's roll the dice because he's well, that, dude, that big of a money maker yeah man it's like and, and this is mark davis what's his last name davis he's not al but he's close he's getting there in his old age he's a star uh, fucker more than al yeah he, he wants he wants uh i mean maybe al was a little bit more a little more low-key with it right uh but i mean We'll get into this when you know, Hondo Carpenter said it, and we'll get to it in a second. But I mean, Mark Davis wanted him two years ago. Tom Brady, mm -hmm. he wanted Tom Brady two years ago. He didn't. He wanted to move on from Derek Carr. So um, this is somebody that he's coveted for a while, and he's patient. He'll get his man. Just like John Gruden, he he was asking John Gruden, "Do you want to come back for fucking ten years?" Mm -hmm. And he kept getting no, 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 and he finally got him. Right. Same thing here is his. You know, he's going to pursue him. Because he wants to make that splash, um, you know. You had a, a fantastic video that you put out about Mark Davis being pissed off, 
And, um, you know, I don't, one of the reasons why I didn't blame the local fans for selling their tickets to opposing uh, fans is because you have to understand something. The Black Knights, they won the Stanley Cup, like what, their second year? The Golden Knights? Or the, yeah, whatever. Knights know that. <laughs> yeah, the Black Knights. Yeah. Black Knights. I know so little about hockey because it's, just, it's a terrible <laughs> fucking sport to watch. It's absolutely it, it, if you're live watching it, yeah. If you're watching it on TV, you're just like, where? What happened? What's going on? Oh, hockey's uh, the best. Hockey's, hockey's terrible, awesome. bro. You're Thank God the Kings are hell. playing well. This, you're this, this white as hell. That's because you're white. So hockey is not fun to watch because they understand quality sports, high action and hit. Yeah, fucking uh, 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 hockey and, and 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 collegiate wrestling. Get the hell out of here. Oh, mixed uh, martial arts, football, hockey. Yeah, and your your top two are, are hockey yeah. and collegiate wrestling. Get and if you're hitting that. somebody, it's a quality sport. Okay. Well, look. Uh, no, but, but, I but, still but think, what I'm saying I still is this: Tom, Tom Brady's number one priority is winning. I still believe that's the case, I and I think there's better places for him to win. I didn't get a chance to finish my point. Finish it. The Golden Knights are a, a, a franchise that Las Vegas has. Um, has adopted because they won early and the Raiders are not winning early. So you have to have some draw to get these fans to like, want to be in the stadium and want to watch the games. You want to have your own fans in the games. Well, how do you do it? You have compelling games. And if you're not winning those games, at least you can have a compelling player to make the, the people want to go and watch the game. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. And, uh, but, uh, but what Tom Brady would do for the Raiders, he would do anywhere too. Right. So it's not like, well, you know, that means you come to the Raiders because Mark Davis wants him to sell tickets. All other 32 or 31, all 32 owners want Tom Brady there to sell tickets. Right. Um, I just don't feel like he thinks that Raiders is where he can go to win. And I think that's still his number one priority. I think there's, there's teams with that are better situated to win now than the Raiders. At you least you'll go to the jets. I think the Jets make sense for him. Um, that's a perfect segue. Let's move, let's move on to Jimmy Garoppolo because Garoppolo, again, a uh, quarterback that knows the system, um, certainly had nowhere near the success of Tom Brady. I don't even think as good as Carr as far as like ceiling and like capable of doing big things, but he can play within McDaniel's system great, right? Low mistakes, move the ball, keep the turnovers low. He's proven he can do that on really good teams, right? He's played for the Pats and the Niners, two of the best defenses you'll have again. So he can, so he's, he's has a really great win percentage because he's playing on really good teams. Um, but can he keep a, an offense steady, reliable like yes. that, right? He can. Um, is that a type of offense that can carry this bad of a defense? I think the post, you know, the, the off season and stuff, how good do we, you know, reload the defense. Can all these second year guys take the, you know, take a step up third year when they take a step down second year, all that kind of stuff. Right. Those are all big questions. But again, Hondo Carpenter, uh, made a state, uh, reported that the jets are all, but already done with signing Jimmy Garoppolo. Take that for what you will. I thought Garoppolo made more sense than Brady cheaper. He can play. He's a lot younger. He can play longer. Um, give more time for a backup to develop. What do you think? Um, if I'm if I'm looking at this through the lens of Mark Davis, I'm not going to go from a medium ceiling Derek Carr for an even lower ceiling Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm -hmm. He's going to want to make a splash. He's going to want to make a big hit, and that's why I'm thinking that Tom Brady is probably going to be the choice. 
and he's going to go after him and he's going to give him what he wants to be able to. I, I have no doubt happen. that I, I have no doubt that Mark Davis wants Tom Brady the most and we'll go all in for him uh, that. We both completely agree on. I'm just less confident that he'll land it than you are. I think, uh, I think as much money as these guys have made, I think that the money still talks. And, um, I think maybe even he would even give him a little bit longer of a contract with guaranteed years. Uh, on the end, uh, or for, you know, avoidable years with you know dead cap money on the end for for Brady or Garoppolo for oh for Garoppolo he doesn't want Garoppolo dude he doesn't want Garoppolo he, he he's it's a it's it's a Dave, uh, it's a Derek Carr light dude maybe without all the the turnovers I, he's not as implosion um, you know he doesn't have the implosions that Derek Carr's had this last year he's more of a steady Eddie type of guy but he doesn't want another bland vanilla quarterback he wants to make a big splash. Sure. No, uh, we, we both agree. He definitely wants, he's got a hard on for Tom Brady, like no one's business for all the reasons an owner wants Tom Brady, right? Like big splash, move tickets, uh, can certainly win, right? He's still a top, top seven quarterback in the league, top eight. He's definitely still top 10, right? At least top 10, right? I'd say seven or eight. Um, but can he get him? Like that's, that's what I'm saying. And so, like, if he doesn't, and Jimmy Garoppolo, like you said, yeah, it's not Mark Davis's first choice, but you can get him. What do you think he would go for? He got about $7 million this season if you add the incentives that he got because he did play more than they thought he would, right? Um, what do you think he's going to ask for this for this next round? He'd go, he'd, he'd go for, for around 20. 20, yeah. He would go for around 20. That's the going rate for a journeyman type guy like that. Like three years, 60, 40 guaranteed, something like that? Something like that. You know, I'd, I'd say like the first year maybe would be a little bit less guarantee for the cap mm-hmm. and then just kind of load up the last couple of years. Uh, but yeah, I, I honestly, I, it's going to be around, tw- it'll be around 20. He's not going to get, you know, huge money. I don't think. And here's a guy that made himself a little bit of a wild card. Jarrett Stidham um, obviously knows the system as well as anybody played in it for, for four seasons, free agent right now, cheapest of the three by far. What that number is can be wildly speculated. Um, had one had one really good game. Had one not so good game. Um, Talk no about role. running for your life, dude. Yeah, he got sacked six times, and I'm surprised it was only six. Fucking dude, fucking bars, dude. I, I'm just gonna damn. say, like, he's mobile. Like, well, he didn't get sacked six times. Well, dude, because uh, he's mobile, it was only six. Yeah. Um. And the other part is, I think if the Raiders, I think the Raiders can get him for cheap. I can't imagine. Any team is thinking, all right, let's go all in to make Stidham our starter. Like, I don't think any, do you think, is there any team, do you think, that's like, let's really make a move and try to get Jarrett Stidham to be our starter? Nah, he hasn't I, shown I enough. So. I, I think the most likely scenario, and this is episode what? 152? 152. My high school wrestling okay. rate. 152. I'm saying it right now. The most likely scenario is. Stidham is held. It depending on if they, if McZiegler likes Stidham, but just needs a little bit more time. Mm-hmm. Stidham as the backup, Brady as the starter, just like it was in in New England. And we'd really want to make sure we've got a backup we're capable of if we have a forty-six year old quarterback. Like he's good, you're yeah, gonna have to build really, the system. We're, yeah, uh, what, he's what, gonna what see want? some playing time. What do you what do you want in a, in a backup quarterback? Steady kid knows the system, uh, you know, not gonna fuck up too bad. 
uh, you know, he has some flaws because that's why he's a backup, but things that he can work on. And uh, yeah, man, I, I think that's the most likely scenario. A big monkey wrench can thrown in, you know, draft day when if we get a quarterback early, that's going to be a big monkey wrench in that. But well, and that's also that's kind of what I think is the fourth option, right? We we got a seventh seventh overall pick. We could trade up if we need to. We could probably get a pretty high. We could get one of the top four quarterbacks with that seventh pick easily. I be, I believe, um, unless everyone just starts trading top up three. ahead of us, right? Top three, top four. Um, the the seventh overall would cost about thirty million dollars for four seasons. That's about the. It was about thirty five last year. Caps going up, so it'd be roughly forty mil for for three seasons uh, for, for for the four seasons. Uh, we've got some guys in the draft. I just don't buy that McDaniel's wants to start over with his job on the line with a rookie with a system that complicated. I just don't buy it. Well, that's why he's going to have a guy like like a Stidham, or in that case, he would have a Stidham or a Brissett that knows the system that can run his system. While he's grooming the younger get the younger guy. Mm-hmm. The for uh, the really good news in all this, with all these options, we know for sure that the quarterback's chick is going to be smoking hot. Brady, oh, Garoppolo, man. or Stidham, that quarterback box. Imagine if it's uh, if we do if if Mark Davis does get his wet dream, gets Tom Brady and Jared Stidham. What's Brissett? And- what's what's Brissett working with? Let me see. Can't be bad. Can't be bad. Is he married? I'm gonna. I don't know anything, don't know anything about Brissett personally. Let's see. Oh shit! Stidham's chick, Bro. and Brady's chick, together hanging out, running Vegas. Ooh-wee. Bro, you're gonna want to check this out. What am I? What am I looking up? Jacoby Brissett wife. Jacoby Brissett. There's one. Not even the like top a... ten options. No one's googling what? it. Check out his yeah. like black black. Oh, dude, she's fucking fine, dude. She's a lovely lady. I will say that. She's a handsome woman. <laughs> I told you. I said don't fucking don't don't discount him. Oh, I didn't. It's an NFL quarterback. <laughs> Let's take a look. Let's take a look, bro. Look at that one. The second that one right there. I love that hair. Look on that sucker, dude. She's very yeah, she's, so- she's very beautiful. Right, like women can be. She's like classically beautiful. Women can be sexy. Women can be cute. They can be pretty. They can be click, gorgeous. Click they can on be that first one. She's very. Body. She's very beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Very, very. Good job for you. Good job for you, Jacoby. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's classy. What well, Jacoby's a classy name. It's a classy I'm guy. Telling you. And you got you got a chick that matched it. And they're married, right? I don't know, dude. Hope for him. Good for him. Good for him, man. Sloan Young, playerswives.com. Let's do some real research. This is real off the rails. As of 20, is, this is 2019. It might, might st- yeah, they might still be, might not be. I mean, there's not a newer one. I mean, maybe he's playing the field. He's not a, but, but here's the deal. He's not going to go down. He's going to keep. He, we see his caliber is, is up. I don't know. How is his contract in 2019 versus now? That's a big, that's a difference. Those cleat chasers, dude, it's crazy how much those cleat chasers know. Oh, there's, there's know a chick that looks just like that girl working at the freaking hot dog on a stick, bro. There's hot chicks everywhere. But that's what I'm saying. Is he, is he like just lining him up and slaying him? Or does he have a main squeeze that we're going to get to see on TV in the honors box? Way, that's what I care about. I don't care about what he's doing on the side. 
I care about, am I going to get to see them on CBS on, on that 10 a.m. window? This is Either this way, is there's going to be something there. It's going to be something yeah. there. It's going to be a All right, so that's the question neat, of the day. Hanger. Who should be the quarterback of the Raiders next season? Let us know. That took a long time. <laughs> on purpose. I mean, this is going to be this is going to be the entire this is going to be the 50% of the Raiders narrative for the rest of this offseason until a quarterback's landed. Until yeah. Tom Brady signs somewhere, Tom Brady to the Raiders is going to be the biggest talking point. Like it's Dude, I understand why. Do a suicide check on Rory if that happens. Um, he's not be, want Tom Brady. There's a there's there's enough Raider fans that are going to be pissed about it. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of them. Mm-hmm. This is how I look at it. Like, as much as I hate Tuck Rule Tommy, I hate Patrick Mahomes more. But if I can have Patrick Mahomes in silver and black under center, I I I. I hate losing. I would give your left nut to have Patrick Mahomes as our quarterback. That's my good one, too. I know. That's why. That's how serious I am. I would take not just one nut, but the quality nut. Jesus. I would take Leave the alpha the nut. Fear your nut. No. Nope. Give me that nope. beta nut. You're left with the beta nut. That's the truth. He works hard. Uh, he works hard. So the off season, it is upon us, and there's a lot going on. The... Raiders are in a very similar position to last season. Last uh, last off season, the Raiders had their entire like. There's a lot of there's a lot of like John Gruden got this next regime stuck with the with ship players, and that's a hundred percent true. But what he didn't do was decimate the draft and the cap, right? So that's those are, those are the good things that the Raiders have going for them is they came in with in good cap situations. Like these other these other teams that are coming, like whoever coaches. The Broncos, like they're stuck in purgatory for the next two years because that Russell Wilson trade, right? Jesus. No picks, draft shot to shit. Like they're only I mean, they have a first rounder this year. They traded away Chubb and they got a uh, they got our first rounder back from uh, Miami. Yeah, so but, they do have a first rounder this year, but big chunks of their draft is gone oh, and yeah. 120 million of their cap over the next few years. Jesus fucking Christ! Gone. So really, it's like, life. can you fix Russell Wilson or not? That's it, because there's no other options in Denver. Um, yeah, you, you need you need a, a strong head coach to walk in and be like, "Listen, bro, your cooking is like fucking cup of noodles in the microwave. That's you cooking. Yeah. We need to freaking get you in a system and get you playing within that system. You're cooking like with your roommate in junior college, right? We need you to like flambe at more hot dogs and a tortilla with a craft single, dude. Yep. <laughs> the top of tea on top. Can't be doing that shit. Can't be that doing was, that shit for how much you're making. That was the college fucking go to. I was uh, in college. We were wrestlers, so like we had to be like kind of healthy. And so all we would do was just like cook a meat just on a skillet and just throw it on top of like pre-made salad. That was it. Just like a meat on top of pre-made salad. Took took twenty minutes. Pork chops, pot roast, bam, done. On a bed of arugula. Uh, so they're in a great position right now. Um, first round pick, second round pick, third round pick, fourth round pick. Three fifth rounders, two sixth and two seventh is what they're projected to have because there are some conditional picks that are still kind of trending, right? But that's what they're projected at. First, second, third, fourth, three fifths, two sixths, two sevenths. Um, with the car contract gone, there should be roughly $60 million in caps. So, yes, um, not a ton of talent left over from the last regime, but you've got a fuck ton of resources to be able to get it right. 
They have to get this right. This will be back-to-back off-seasons of tons of resources. Now, I get it. Not a lot of good players, especially on the defense from, or, you know, tons of great players on the offense. One good player on the defense. However, the moves that Ziegler made, not great, right? Chandler Jones, a bust for how much was being paid. Uh, Everett didn't do all that great. Um, the draft, Parnum started. No one else really did a whole lot. It's it's and again, there was no first or second rounder, so there's a little bit of leeway there. But you can only be judged by the game, dude. Right? Like it was it wasn't a bad pick for a third rounder. He played every single game. He started from the beginning. Played it. Played every game. Um, starter. Right? Didn't play great, but starter. Third rounder, not 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 too bad. I mean, he started on a bad a bad offensive line. Okay, not pretty good. I mean, if you're a rookie on the offensive line and you and you're a third rounder and you play every single snap and a bad offensive line, and you're not the worst offensive lineman, mm-hmm. I think you did pretty all right. Not you know, <laughs> not too bad. Because you got bad. a lot of bad offensive linemen around you. It's tough to stand out yeah, and shine. So one offseason below average by Ziegler. This next offseason is like, okay, you know what you, know what you have now? You know how bad the line is. You know how bad the defense is. You know what the offense is and isn't capable of. We'll know who our quarterback is eventually. But, and I, I keep kind of the quarterback almost off of Ziegler. Like, that's like a Mark Davis decision, right? Like, that's almost above Ziegler's pay grade. Uh-huh. It's, it's not really like, it's more like, how are you going to start filling in these linebacking cores? How are you going to start giving it, getting us some cornerbacks? Uh, can you start plugging in some free agency guys with some value and not just taking big swings that miss? This is a really, really big offseason for Ziegler. Yeah, I've been thinking about this, man. And, um, I think what needs to happen right now is we need to take the Jimmy Johnson approach to, to the, how he built quickly, how he built the Cowboys okay. and how he did that was he drafted pretty much, he, he, excuse me, he traded a pick pretty much every single round. Mm-hmm. Uh, so his first, like I, if, if I was doing it, I would look to trade maybe five to seven spots back every single round. And if you have multiple picks, do it for the first pick in that round and just accumulate this young players. Look for look for the flashy players. Look for the talented guys. Because, look, I'm telling you right now, these two fucking guys, Mick Ziegler, if they have another six, seven win season, they're fucking gone, dude. I don't think yeah. Mark Davis is going to have that much patience. So I wouldn't trade shit for the freaking 2024 draft because Ziegler, you might not be here. So I need to get impact players. So now if I get a lot of guys that can be on this team that are impact, like well, I want to say, you don't, we don't know impact players, but guys that regardless of the position, you get a guy that has shown some high level talent. Maybe he's not as consistent. Maybe he has some off the field issues or whatever. Get those guys in and in free agency, you go big game hunting. Like we talked about last last year, studs and duds. Get those studs. Get the the, the make those big flashy free to the big ones, and then fill the roster with these one year guys, these Daron Harmon type guys, these Averett type guys that you're only going to give one year to. But you have to go. You have to swing for the fences. Tom, getting Tom Brady, that's swinging for the fences, and you can't you can't play both sides of the fence right now. Uh, and you're not that technically leaving the, ba- the the cupboard completely bare because. Let's say, for example, 
um, I did a couple of mock drafts. I did a video of mock draft. I did a couple other ones where I said, you know what? I'm going to try this out. I'm going to try to trade my first round pick no more than seven spots back and see what I can get back. And I did it for the first four rounds. I ended up getting something like uh, 16 draft picks. And it wasn't like I was making crazy deals here, you know? Mm -hmm. I was just, okay, give me, uh, I'll give you my seventh, seventh overall. You give me the 13th overall and you give me a third round pick. Okay, great. Let's do it. Second round comes up. Okay, I'll give you this pick. You give me your second round pick and you give me a fourth round pick. Great. Same thing to third round, same thing to fourth round. I would just accumulating more picks. And that's, and, and you're bound to hit on somebody. Uh, you know, you're not, hopefully they're not that inept where they, if they have enough draft picks, you hit on people. And that's what, that's what Jimmy Johnson did. He accumulated a ton of draft picks. He picked the right guys. Would did all of them hit? No, they did it, but enough of them hit where they were able to turn that around right away. So I honestly think that's what, that's what we should do. And given, uh, the situation that I believe McZiegler know that they're in, there's something that they would want to do is let, let's fill out a lot of these, a lot of these roster spots with young rookies that we know uh, or that we've seen and we're confident can play. And then let's just get a, let's just high, high priced free agents. Let's see if Tom Brady can recruit some people in here for maybe a little bit less money, but you're playing with Tom Brady yeah. and see what we can do. You know how I am. Um, I think the draft is a much bigger crapshoot then scouts and GMs want to admit because that's their job, right? Oh, you're paying me yeah. all this money because I'm great at the draft. I'm a great scout. I got a great team of scouts. I can get you the best guys. Like that's where their money is. Like that's what makes them valuable. That's how they have a salary. And so they're not going to admit like, yeah, it's more of a crapshoot than it is a skill, right? That's like, that's why you really, need six, 16 draft picks, man. Get as right? many that's, as you can. What, what have I always said? And mass volume, like that, volume, and that, volume, and that's what Belichick always did. It was like, oh, Belichick, oh, he's such a great drafter. Like, look at all these homegrown talents. Like, no, he's he's not. Not, his 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 uh, batting percentage is about the same as everybody else's. He just has a ton of drafts. He's just a ton of picks. Like, that's what he's good at. He's amazing at knowing who he has, trading them away before they fall down, getting tricks, getting compensatory picks, getting conditional picks. That's tricks. what he's good at. It's just hoarding picks. So I'm with you 100, percent and I'm glad you're saying that because you're Mr. Like, oh, let's get some players. Let's use that seventh. But that's what I'm pick. saying is, look, if, 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 that, if that you seventh drop overall five, pick can get you the probably the best, you know, one of the two best defensive players in the draft. I still say I'd rather have two shots at hitting than going higher and swinging harder. So I'm, I, this is what that, I've been saying forever. With a, yeah, yeah. with a defense this bad, as many yes, holes exactly. as we have, exactly, just start. You know what I mean? It's not like we're yeah. one great defensive end away. We're not like one great wide receiver away, right? It's like the whole defense needs to be improved. The yeah. line needs to be improved. If we can get 13, 14 draft picks all the way through, that's the way to go. Just start cranking out line and defense. Just bam, 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 I think bam, I drafted bam, bam. two offensive linemen, a quarterback, uh, and the rest of it was defense. Yeah, The rest of it was just, I mean... Three safeties, three cor four corners, uh, three linebackers, a couple of interior defensive linemen, a couple of edge guys. I mean, that, that was a 16 right there. Yeah. Uh, and the thing is, it's like, okay, look, if you're at number seven, okay, fine. You can get probably one of the best one or two players at the position at a high-end position. At number 12, 
you probably still get one of the best one or two offensive tackles in the draft at 12. You get that kid from uh, Northwestern or that kid from Ohio State. I'd much rather have 12 and 30 and have two first round shots at something good than a giant swing at seven. It's spe- exactly me too. And, 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 and here's the thing I would rather have instead of 38, I would rather have 45 and 53, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, yeah, it's, it's a few spots back, but it's not, you're not trading so far back where it's like, you're not in the realm of where maybe the guy can even slip to you at uh, you know, a couple spots later. Right. Uh, so that's why I say, you know, don't trade more than like five to seven spots. Just keep it around that range and just keep accumulating those third, those fourth, fifth, sixth round picks. Because we saw in the video that we did about the, the Gruden Mayock era, how many elite players in this league were available and were drafted in the fourth, fifth, sixth rounds even. Just, those players are there. You're not shooting with a sniper. You're shooting with a shotgun. Widespread get, as many pellets as you can. If we can get three to four picks in like rounds five, six, and seven, mm-hmm. whew, we can get some nice players. And look, let's say a third of those guys hit out of those 12. You got four good players that are going to play a big role on your team, hopefully on defense. And it didn't cost you anything. You still got good players at the top of the draft. And um, because we have so many holes, man, we need to really think. And, you know, if Mick Ziegler's watching this, both of you guys, uh, I'm, I'm available if you're hiring. Uh, but honestly, like trade back, get more, get more assets. We, we don't, these high end players, one guy is not going to do it. We need a bunch of guys. This is what I'm worried about though. This is my concern. We're on the same page. My concern is that Dave Ziegler says I'm this great GM. I know the Patriot way. I'm really smart. I can do this. I can find my guys and hit them. And like you mentioned earlier, he might not have a job next season if things don't go well this season. So Ziegler needs to be able to say like with a seventh overall pick, like, hey, look, I got this amazing Pro Bowl defensive end or, you know, like whatever, right? Like he needs, I'm worried that he's going to want a jewel to hold up, right? I'm worried that he's going to be like, you know, McKenzie with Khalil Mack. Right, he's just like, look, look, this, look at this guy I found. Look at the, I, I scattered him. I knew it, and he panned out. That's my concern: is that he's going to want a shiny jewel to say, "Look how, look how good I am. Look, who, look who I scouted, figured out, and picked up." Yeah, so I think that that would go against everything that he's been taught. That's not the Patriot way. The mm-hmm. Patriot way is trade back, accumulate more picks, yeah. value picks, um, go for true. true. But now he's in a position where his job's on the line based on it, where it really wasn't before, right? Belichick made the final decision. He was just kind of there helping and evaluating. Now it's like, and, and things change, right? When it's now, it's it when the, when the buck stops with you and your job is on the line, people often act differently. I'm hoping I he doesn't. That. I'm hoping he sticks to what he does. I'm hoping he sticks the same way. But people act well, differently when your job's on the line. Honestly, I, I, I've been thinking about this. I, I honestly think that the Devonte trade was more of a Mark Davis, Derek Carr thing than a Mick Ziegler thing. I'm so I'm sure they were they were happy to have him, but I don't know that they necessarily in their first draft with a new team with a lot of holes wanted to trade away their first and second round pick. Uh, Mark Davis is pretty hands pretty hands off. I, I 
Dude, I get it. I mean, I'm yeah. sure I'm sure he's much more hands off with like the day to day stuff, but with this mm-hmm. big stuff, I'm I'm I don't know, man. I, I, I just I I don't see I don't see Dave Ziegler pushing too far away from what he's what he's known his entire life as a front office well, let, person. Let, let's let's not forget though, like Devontae Adams did the trade. There wasn't Ziegler on the phone, hey, let's get Devontae. What do you want? Right? Like it was it was Devontae Adams saying, I want to go play on the Raiders with Derek Carr, make it happen, make it work. And then Packers came back like, oh, we'll give you more money. He's like, nope, you already said, you already gave me the double bird, Packers. I'm out of here. Make it work, right? So like that was more like it fell in their lap uh, and they had to fill out the paperwork. What's what's a more likely scenario? Derek Carr working with Mick Ziegler to get that happen or Derek Carr working with Mark Davis to get to make that happen? I think the answer is Derek think, Carr talking I, to I, Mark I, Davis. Well, about honestly, I think, I think neither. I think neither. I think it was more... More the agent for Devonte Adams. I mean, well, if you listen to David Carr, if he listen to David Carr, he he swears that uh, on besides walking on water, that Derek Carr made that trade happen. Devonte said it too. In fairness, in fairness to David, Devonte said it too. He's like, I wouldn't be here. If, you know, the trade wouldn't have happened without Derek. Okay, so do you think Derek is just doing it all by himself, or he's talking to Mark Davis about it? This is how I, this is how I think it happened. We know that Devontae Adams got an offer from the Packers that he thought was an insult. So he said, screw it was, you. It was pretty insulting, honestly. Yeah. He said, they were going to freaking franchise. He was like, don't fucking franchise me. Like, yo, you're going to lowball me? You're going to lowball me, motherfuckers? You're going to lowball me? So he said, screw you. Called up Derek and said, hey, I'm ready to be a Raider. I'm ready for you to throw me some passes. Let's do this. And then the Packers, and like once that got out and the Raiders called the Packers and said like, Hey, I heard you got a disgruntled wide receiver. Here's our offer. Then that's when the Packers went back to Devontae and like, Hey, we'll give you this money. And Devontae's like, he's a man of principle, right? Like he's like, Nope, Nope. You already, you already insulted me once. I'm out of here. Figure it out. And I think it all kind of fell into place there at that point. I think it was just kind of like, all right. I don't know, man. No one has in, any leverage here. In that it's, scenario, where is Derek Carr making it happen? Cause that's what we've heard from two feet from people. Yeah. Where, where in that scenario is Derek Carr making that deal happen? Probably just keeping it pushing. Like it's so easy when these negotiations, because it's not like it's not like Devontae was a free agent where he has what? to go somewhere, right? Yeah. Where everyone's like making their move and the the transaction's active until Devontae signs somewhere, right? Like mm-hmm. Tom Brady's an active transaction until he's signed, right? Everyone's going for him. It's different when it's a trade and grabbing somebody under contract because that can hit a wall. And you're like, all right, I kind of give up. This isn't going anywhere. And then Derek is just knocking on the door constantly. Like, hey, don't forget about Devontae. Don't forget about Devontae. Don't forget. About-. I think we're just kind of just like pushing from internally to push Damn it. Damn Jehovah's Witnesses. Just nonstop, right? Nonstop. Tank. So, yeah, but look, the, the, the reason. I, Even those I mean, little look, cards on the of, door. Yeah, right. Get the shit on here. Look, the I think we're getting off topic here. But the, I think that that was a very non-patriot way move. Is trading up for a second round pick for a play. Now, and it seemed to work out. He's, you know, a uh, pro bowler as, a, uh, as as voted on, and we'll talk about that. But um, I don't know that he's going to be taught a certain way and just go against it two drafts in a row. Because there is a lot of holes now, and it's 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 not about 
hitting that home run with your first round pick. It's about hitting those those doubles, getting on base with every single pick, so you have those guys littered across your roster. Because right I now, I, I, I we don't have right. anything, dude. We have nothing. We have two guys on our roster on our defense right now that are really worth much of anything. The other guys, they're just guys. Well, yeah, I mean. And to answer your original question, like that's why I think that Devontae Adams was a novelty, right? It wasn't like Ziegler went out there and, and pounded the pavement to get Devontae. It fell into his lap and they worked it out. So it's still, you know, Patriot E way. I'm just, I, I hope you're right. I hope, I just hope that when he acts the same when his job's on the line, when he acted when it wasn't. That's what I'm hoping. Uh, let's do some Raider news. We all heard the story. The Denver Broncos requested and received permission from the New Orleans Saints to interview Sean Payton Nons. for their head coach job. League sources tell ESPN the NFL ruled that any in-person interview with Payton cannot be conducted until at least January 17th per sources. Now, Sean Payton is the smoking hot chick without a date at the prom right now. He is the most sought after coach. We've heard dis there's like disgruntling with Sean McVay in LA, but if he leaves the Rams... I'm 99% sure he's going to broadcasting. I don't think he's leaving the great situation in the Rams to go coach in Denver. Not all that great anymore, man. All that fuck, fuck those picks is coming back to chickens are coming home to roost. Well, the injuries is what screwed that screwed that team this season. When everyone's healthy again, who knows, right? And you got one of the wealthiest owners in sports. You're in LA, beautiful stadium. Like he's got a lot. You know, he's got a lot, lot going for him in LA, and probably. I don't know if there's a better situation for him than LA, but that's neither here nor they uh, uh, until McVeigh's like truly says I'm wide open. I'll whoa, be a head whoa, coach whoa. wide open, just gaping open. Then Sean Payton is clearly, clearly the hottest bell of the ball, bell of the ball, free agent head coach out there. And there's been other teams. The Texans have requested to meet him, stuff like that, but we're mostly concerned as a Raider podcast, with him going to Denver. I don't think Sean Payton would want to go to Denver because of the Russell Wilson situation, the draft picks they lost, the cap hell that they're in. The defense is awesome. Um, the offense has potential. But if I'm, he's been more or less retired for a year. He's been doing some, you know, broadcasting, but like he's been half-assing it, right? Like he's been, the schedule of an NFL head coach, the schedule he has now, he's like, life is good. Not having show to show up the day before. Just figure, all right, yeah. Like, show me, show me the notes. All right, cool. I'm good. Done. You got, you've got three producers, two writers doing your legwork for you. Just like you're, you're straight, bro. No consequences. Like, what's the worst thing? I have a hot. I have a take that is proved wrong. Like, what? Dude, <laughs> Talk about no stress dude, after being a head coach. He's like the he's like the DC of NFL. Uh, like commentating, like mm -hmm. he's the guy at the desk. The tree. Yeah, he just goes in and gives his opinions. He like he talks. He talks what he sees, and he adds a little bit of spice and makes the broadcast better. That's he's what DC asked, does. He's asked questions and just responds, as opposed exactly. to like hosting a radio show by himself for three hours. That's the full time job, right? Yeah, that's what DC does. He's not a play by play guy. He's kind of like the second color guy. Mm -hmm. He's just in there to to add expertise and to add flavor because he's he's got a personality. And so if I'm Sean Payton, I don't think he's going to want to go to Denver and be like, all right, I have two years of eating shit until this Russell Wilson thing's done. I'd rather go somewhere where I can start winning right away because I've, I've known what it's like to want a Super Bowl. I just came off a very laid back, easy year. 
I think he's focused more like, hey, let's do the fun part of coaching. Let's try to do a place where I can do a lot more fun parts of coaching than shitty parts of coaching. And that's not the Denver Broncos right now. The only thing that keeps me from agreeing with you 100% is your lack of knowledge. Oh, yeah, there's that. And there's the fact that um, the freaking owners of the Broncos have fuck you money. Yeah, in between their toes, like they can freaking pull belly button lint out, and that shit is and buy no both of our there. lives. Look yeah, like yeah, like no problem. In one of their seat cushions in their seventh home. What was that movie where uh, where Matt Damon was like uh, like like in with like the oil tycoons in like Saudi Arabia or something like that? And one of his sons got electrocuted in a in a pool, and he died, and like they gave him six million bucks. And he's like, that's what you're going to pay for my child, $6 million? He's like, yes. And if you'd like, I will give $6 million for your other son. Like, like just all cold like that. Yeah. Like, that's what they would do to freaking us. Like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, whoever is the next of kin will give him $6 million bucks. Fuck him. They have that kind of money. So I can see them. can have my daughter for 45 bucks and half a pizza, by the way. Just throwing that out there. It's got to be a freaking yeah. uh, round table, you know, King Arthur. <laughs> yeah. It works. We want the, we want the on, works. Man. Whoa, I wasn't born yesterday. Jeez, yeah, I see. If it, if it can't be the Costco Supreme because they don't have it anymore, have you seen those blonde girls on her? Come on, jeez, she's cute as a button. It's a buyer's the match. Uh, but dude, they have so much money, bro. If they want him, they will throw enough money at him and enough resources at him where he's. It'll be stupid for him to say no. Well, I think there's other places too that have that kind of fuck you money, right? Like obviously the uh, the Waltons are some of the richest owners, but like the Rams, Jags, a couple other places are have they can they can throw equally amount at a head coach maybe not their net worth is the same but when it comes to like their 17th business which is their nfl team right based on like the other billions they've made doing other stuff they can match and i think there's probably 10 other owners that can get close to the ballpark right like if they're offering 25 you know if uh, the waltons are offering 25 to come to denver there's plenty there's 10 other places that can offer 20 for sean payton so it's five five million is a big difference a quarter more that's 25 percent more it's a it's a it's a difference maker. Um, it, it matters. Well, the thing the thing is too, you have to look at it from this perspective. They're new owners. They came into a situation where that wasn't their head coach. That was they they hired. Mm-hmm. It was a new head coach. They didn't like the direction it happened. He got cut out midseason. But th- again, like almost like the Mark Davis thing is, they want to make a splash. They want their guy. And if they identify their guy, that's the guy we want. We we already tried this situation. We already paid a shit ton of money. Whatever was like five billion dollars for the team. And we didn't even get to pick our head coach. So now I'm going to get the guy I want. But don't second guess fuck you money with, with being bad with money. Like some of the richest people I know are the cheapest people I know. Right. <laughs> like, like that's why, Bro, like, that's I mean, how that's, they're rich. I don't know if they would see that as, as, as being responsible, getting the guy you want for your franchise, for your new investment, getting the head coach that you want that you after already a giant swing and miss with Russell Wilson. Like they're already like, like I could easily see like who, like the business manager in charge of like, 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 like responding directly to the Waltons, right? Like the Waltons aren't there, like in the Denver Broncos facility day, right? Going through, like, Bro, they make, shit, they right? make Sean Payton's salary a day at Walmart. Okay. Yeah. That's, it's not that big a deal to them. But that's similar to a lot of other franchises too. And and again, like if you're Sean Payton, you have what? Hundred mil in the bank at this point? Probably. Well, I don't know if he has that much. How much does he have in the bank right that now? That expensive motherfucker, goddamn. Well, how long has he been an NFL head coach? 
Yeah, but he, he's not a hundred millionaire. Are you fucking kidding me? How, how many? He's, well, how much has he made as an NFL? He's got taxes. He's got expenses. Like, dude, Jesus! Like, he's not freaking living in in poverty here. How many? Let's see. How many Sean years? Payton, net, net worth. worth. Let's see. God damn, hundred million dollars, dude! Like, why is he? Even I rest my case. Working? Yeah, he's been an NFL head coach forever. No, no, I, I'm, 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 I'm saying what you're saying. Yeah, uh, that's my, that's my point. So if you're like, all right, an extra five million when I'm roughly already worth a hundred mil, you start, you start being able to give up some headaches. Like you, you like you start sacrificing money to get rid of headaches at that at that point. Like, it's twenty four million dollar fortune. Also, this too, like if you had, so you're about the triple triple too high. I'll put it this way. NFL head coaches aren't that much different than you and me when it comes to stuff like this. Like when we're looking for a new job, clearly money is a giant factor, probably the biggest factor when we're looking to get to go to a new job, but it's rarely a hundred percent of the factor. Like I would definitely take a 20% pay cut to be able to work from home and not do my commute that I used to have to do to Culver city to go to Fox. When I had a 10 a.m. call time at, at Fox, I left at 8 a.m. to hit that 405 rush hour traffic. That freaking dry fist traffic. There and back, three to four hours of my day was gone sitting in traffic. I would Terrible. now I work either completely from home or I'm on a plane heading to a UFC event, right? I would, ab if they said, hey, RJ, we'll give you a 20% raise to drive to Culver City four days a week, I'd say, nope, not taking it. It's not worth the headache. I'd rather not have the money and be happy and be home. And I think the headache of having to get the Broncos through where they are. I don't think it's that, that crazy to say like, no, I'll, I'll take 20% less to go somewhere else and be happy. You're also discounting the ego of these guys that they can turn things around. I mean, that's, I that's, so. that's, a, that's a part of it. I think it's more. I, the ego is I want to win Super Bowls. Get me to the best place possible to win Super Bowls. I think that's where the ego kicks in. We'll see. Hopefully, I'm right because I'd have to have Sean Payton in the AFC West and not in the silver and black. Uh, in more Raiders news, Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams are on the first team in the NFL Players Association. What do they call it? All Stars, Pro Bowl. All pro oh, team. It's the all pro. It's the all pro team. Yeah. It's the uh, it's the inaugural. It's the players all pro team. So the yeah the players called. from the players association, the first time they're doing it, and Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams weren't first teamers in the Pro Bowl. First teamers when the players exclusively vote. What does that tell you, Soto? Anything? I think this means a lot more than a bunch of writers and fans voting. Mm -hmm. I think this is this is, these are the guys that are on the field playing with these guys. Yeah. knowing these these guys make that big of a difference and when you got dude it, it, that that's freaking amazing uh it i i didn't i didn't there was no reason for a player from a different conference to talk up josh jacobs there was no reason for nick bosa to say what he said about josh jacobs about him being the best running back he's ever played against it, it there's no reason for him to say it mm -hmm. uh He's probably not going to play him in a few years, if 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 then. Um, so it's like he said it out of his mouth. One of the best defenders in the NFL. 
and 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 the rest of the league feels the same way. It looks like. I wonder how much players pay attention. I, I genuinely don't know. Like if you're a like a third string wide receiver for the Vikings, are you really paying attention to like who the best running backs are in the league? Like, are you doing that homework? Are you looking up like? Because my first thought was like, oh, wow, these guys get it. They know that Josh Jacobs played behind not, not a great line. His yards after contact were better than anybody. Yeah, like they did their homework and they know. I'm like, really? Do you, are NFL players like doing that kind? Because they know media members are and fans are. Are players doing that kind of research? Or are they just kind of like, oh, I like this guy. Like, oh, I, I know him. I like him. Honestly, it's more of the eyeball test with players. Because I, I listen to a radio show in the morning that has an, a former NFL player on there, and he he'll tell you things like, "Oh yeah, this guy's this, this guy's oh, that." It? It's, it's it's Keyshawn Johnson. Okay. And uh, I, I, listen, I listen to it when I'm, yeah yeah when I'm at work, I just pop it in and listen to it. So he'll tell you it, it, these guys they don't need to break shit down like that. They can watch a play even if it's not the all twenty two. They can watch a play and they can say, "Oh yeah, man, that guy's doing that shit all by himself." Did I tell you the story of how? We were in, so I used to be at 710 ESPN doing an MMA show like 14 years ago. And that's how long Keyshawn's been there. So I was doing our, um, like test, like we were doing like a mic test to see if like our show was going to be good. When we were leaving, Keyshawn Johnson came in to do his. That was literally, I was literally in the studio that he used to test to be on 710 ESPN 14 years ago. And he got the gig. He tested too. Yeah. Good for him. Yo, man, you need to uh, hit him up. You got the freaking blue check. Hit him up. He's a Raider fan. You like how uh, I like slowly insinuated that he had to wait for me to be done for my test so he can be next? More like they kicked you out because he showed up. Like, more like he shows up. Here. More like he shows up whenever he wants. He <laughs> showed like, up. Right, and they're like, right, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, Raiders man. Uh, hit him up, man. He's a Raider fan. Yeah, he's getting nothing but time. Nah, he's a Trojan. Fuck him. Ready to do some what up winbacks? Uh, yes, sir. Afro Fog. Sweet name. Bam. Not to mention lots of us are going to boycott if Tom Brady comes to the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, no one makes fun of Tuck Will Tommy more than me. No one hates Tom Brady. Well, probably people hate Tom Brady more than me, but like I'm right on board with hating There's some Jets fans I know that really hate Tom Brady. There's plenty of people that hate Tom Brady. But if anyone can make the Raiders win or better, I'm on board. Now, I'm not saying I'm going to go out and buy a Brady jersey. I'm not going to go out there and, like, you know, cut my hair just like him or, like, put his fat head up on my wall. But if he comes, if he's coming to Las Vegas, he is our quarterback. He is QB1 for the Las Vegas Raiders, and he will get the respect that he deserves. And I don't think there'll be that many fans that hate him so much where they, like, burn their Raider gear and sell their season tickets. I don't think they'll be that. I think we're, I think you get way too caught up in the super hardcore, like YouTube podcast, Reddit sphere of people that mm -hmm. hate Tom Brady and less the big real world where it's just like, Oh, a super famous quarterback's coming to my team. Cool. I think it's a lot of talk. And when it happens, it's going to test a lot of people's, you know, Raider fandom. Uh, you think so? I think so. Because, look, I think it's it's going to test a lot of people who say they're Raider fans 
And then, oh, I hate Tom Brady. I'm not going to watch the Raiders anymore. Okay, were you really a fan? Like, we're fans. Like, if you've been a fan for more than, you know, 10 years, you're a fan. Because you went through some shit times, and then you went through a move, and you're still a fan of this team. I've been through three. I've been through two moves. They, they were in L.A. when I started watching football. I mean, when you started watching football, they were in L.A. First game so I went to. Yeah, like Oakland, that. and then now, now, now Vegas. It's like they keep moving further and further away. They're in my backyard, on the opposite side of the state. Now they're in another state. Yeah, but it's closer. Mile. It is closer. It, it is closer. I just but make it look, sound further away because it's another. It's across state lines. I'll stop. So, um, yeah, it's people say a lot of things until you start winning games. Yeah, you know. I'll, I'll tell you this much: whatever number of people stop being Raider fans because Tom Brady comes to the Raiders. 10,000 times that number will become Raider fans because Tom Brady is a Raider. I hate him, but I can't deny just how famous he is and how accomplished he is. Vic8962, McDaniel's offensive system, the Earnhardt Perkins, limits the type of quarterback we can get. I can't see Lamar Jackson or Aaron Rodgers playing under McDaniel's and this offensive system. It's interesting because I remember you remember when... Um, when Josh McDaniels was at Denver the first time, he kind of insinuated like he can turn any quarterback into a pro bowler. Like he's kind of like, I have a system that can turn anyone into something. Mm -hmm. I think it's opposite. I think he has a system that requires a very specific quarterback. And at the time he thought it was reverse. I think now he's like, no, I think hopefully now he realizes I need a quarterback wired to my system more than my system can wire any quarterback. Um, well, he was he's been pretty flexible after Tom Brady he had Cam Newton which was a completely different offense yep then he went back to a, a if if we have if we have Lamar Jackson running the Cam Newton offense I think it would look a lot different mm -hmm. I think it would be a lot more effective so he's able to adjust what he's doing and he even dummied down the offense a ton for Mac Jones last year to the point where he was able to be successful, no one's going to tell me and make me believe that Mac Jones is a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson. So I, I know that he can he can dial it up or down depending on the level of the quarterback. True. And, and then you have the talent there with Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I don't see a problem with him working within the system. Well, look, no. Lamar Jackson is just such talent that... It's fucking crazy how fucking good he it, is, it, man. It's, but I will say, like the Cam Newton, remember, like the Cam Newton season, like started to fall apart towards the end. And I think because Cam started to fall apart to us, Cam started to fall apart. But it's also like when you, when McDaniel's has this big, elaborate, complicated tree with all these branches and roots type systems, he can chop off a chunk of it and be like, "All right, Cam, you're just doing this, right?" Yeah. But it doesn't develop th throughout. Like Josh McDaniel's system develops throughout the season, right? It's like. These are the things I put on tape in weeks one through four. That's going to make people adjust. So this is what I'm going to do in weeks five through eight, right? Like it's a very elaborate, constantly evolving Rubik's cube. When he doesn't have a quarterback that he needs to grasp at all, he's limited to chunks of it. And it doesn't grow the way it's supposed to, right? Like with Mac Jones, like with Cam Newton. So like, you're right. Like he can, it's elaborate enough and he's smart enough of an offensive coordinator to come up with something that can work for guys like that. But to like flourish long term, I don't think a Cam Newton is gonna or a Lamar Jackson will make that really be like the long term solution. It's I've got band aids to make this work for you this season, but that's kind of it. 
I don't know, man. We'll see it, 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 if it, if the pie in the sky really does come true, and we end up getting Lamar Jackson for fucking fifty million dollars a year, which is probably what he's going to want. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think it could work out, but I don't think it's going to happen anyway. So whatever. King Guillotine. Until Mark Davis sells, nothing will change. You buying that? No, I don't think it's, so. It's it's weird because the last 20 years of inadequacy and ineptitude, the one constant has been Mark Davis. But so it's just like, okay, so there's like one anchor. Well, right? maybe like, 10 of those years. Oh, yeah. The other 10 well, Yeah, it's just like a senile version of Al, and Mark didn't really quite take over. But anyway, through Mark Davis's entire tenure as owner, it's been a lot of ineptitude, right? That's irrevocable fact. Now, uh, that doesn't prove causality, right? That doesn't prove that he's the reason why, but it's an undeniable fact that he's, his tenure has been terrible. I'm, I think Mark Davis can figure it out. I think Mark Davis can, because he only needs to land a good coach and GM once. Like, he can be wrong, 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 land him, keep him for 15 years, and we're good, right? Mm-hmm. It's... I don't think he's so inept that he can't eventually land something good. Well, let's let's take a let's take a a realistic look at the, the Raiders situation the last twenty years. The first ten years was slipping away Al Davis, trying to catch lightning in the bottle every single freaking year. Mm-hmm. He didn't give give his team a chance to to suck. To because even when we sucked, we still had a lot of shitty contracts. It was hard for us to build, especially yeah. with young talent, because we were paying all these guys a lot of money. So you have those first 10 years or so. Then Al Davis passed away, rest in peace. And you have Hugh Jackson is the head coach who t- assumes GM duties and fucks it up for another year and a half. Okay. Then Mark Davis is like, screw all this. I need to hire somebody. And he hires what? Reggie McKenzie, right? So he's trying to do the right thing and get a football guy in there, a guy who was learned under uh, Wolf in um, in Green Bay. Guy learned the right Did way. Did he hire Renji in 2012? No, no, because he had he had Hugh Jackson was for the end of that year and then the next year. He was Hugh Jackson was 2011, and then it was Dennis Allen from 2012 to 2014. Yeah, and and no, because Dennis Allen was uh, Derek Carr's first head coach in 2014, right? Yeah. Okay, so it's 2014, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, yes, yeah, so it was 2014, right? And Dennis Allen was just atrocious, right? Tony Sperano yeah. had. Uh, no, no, I'm talking about GMs here. So, oh, he, he okay. Hired, okay. yeah. So he hires, he hires Reggie McKenzie as GM. So he hired a legit GM. Mm-hmm. We could talk about how he did in, in his later drafts, but, you know, he did hit on some good picks early on in his tenure. Um, you know, he got Carr, he got Mack, he got Cooper, he got, he got some good players, right? Okay, so he was trying to do it the right way. He was not trying to be outlandish about it. He finally was able to get John Gruden and pry him away from the booth. But John Gruden's like, I can only do it if I'm running the show. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't necessarily think he hired John Gruden and will wanted to get rid of Reggie McKenzie. I think he got Reggie McKenzie because that was what would get John Gruden. Yeah. So I don't see. I I don't I don't buy that 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 he's that impulsive. I think he made the poor decision that he made 
was giving John Gruden the keys to every single door in the kingdom. That well, was the mistake that he made. And I don't think he's going to make that mistake again. So basically, he's only hired basically three GMs, right? McKenzie, Gruden, and now Ziegler, basically, right? But he's got a fuck ton of head coaches in that term too, right? Like that's that's the other part of it. The GM and head coach, he's always wanted to be a part of. And the head coaching has been rough. Like Jack Del Rio had something going, one bad season, and he got his Gruden guy, right? Um, Hugh Jackson, Dennis Allen, Tony Sperano, just kind of like, Bad for well, Tony Sperano right? was a was a like a midseason replacement, wasn't he? Yeah, he was like an interim guy. Yeah. Um, he came in before Del Rio. So again, that's my point. Is like the thing is, is the is the Gruden hire makes everything look shitty because Gruden came in and it was like the guy he'd been wanting for ten years, and that made him move on from Del Rio maybe too soon, a year too soon, mm-hmm. uh, and and see if maybe Del Rio could have turned it around. It made him move away from McKenzie. Maybe McKenzie was able to turn it around. And you get John Gruden, who's not going to tear everything down and then really build it back up in his image. So it restarted the clock and it just, I don't know, dude. It, it, it didn't seem like it was. And in hindsight, it was a terrible idea. But now that you're looking at it, it's like, yeah, we had some cornerstone players on this team. We had some building blocks. We, if we would have just say stayed prudent, we had a chance to build a team with a head coach with a GM that are in sync. And who knows what would have happened if uh, Washington didn't want to release John Gruden's emails too. It's like, what would have, what would the last two seasons have been like? Dude, those, you, see, you see this freaking, those, those moves he made? He, he, we would still have a, the dearth of talent, dude. We wouldn't have yeah, talent. The GMing would still be shitty. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, sure. maybe all those swings and misses Gruden be like, oh, maybe listen to someone a little bit more. Are you kidding maybe, me? Maybe not. Maybe not. He's probably still dropping end bombs right now, dude. No, 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 no. Not, not his behavior. Not his behavior. He's not going to change his behavior. That's part of his behavior. He's like, oh yeah, well, man, I'll listen to other guys now instead of picking whoever I want to pick. Get out of here, man. He's John Gruden. He's going to do whatever the hell he wants. You tell me it's impossible for him to learn and get better and learn from his mistakes and improve. I think it's impossible for him to see his faults. You think, you think the same thing with Mark Davis? No, is, I think Mark Davis is even more is, powerful and more rich. No, I think Mark Davis did see his fault in giving John Gruden and a, and a head coach the keys to the castle, and he got said he separated that those two with an actual GM because that's Mayak wasn't a fucking GM. Bro. He yeah. was a scout, a glorified scout. John Gruden was making all the freaking decisions, so he he then said, "Okay, let me get a coach and a GM that are that have that that know each other, that work together, that are friends, that can give us a." A common like a, a a common vision. So I think he's he he, he did learn from that respect. I think maybe I, I mean that's the, that's the move that he made. But it's not like Josh McDaniels had the same sway that John Gruden did and can d- demand it. Like if Josh McDaniels demanded GM power, every owner would be like, kick rocks. You're not that you're not that big. Like if Sean Payton came in and said, I want to be a Raider, but I want GM power. Mark Davis probably says yes, right? Like Mark Davis says yes to that, right? Because it's Sean Payton. If Sean McVay says that, he probably says yes. Belichick I mean, says that, he probably says yes. We can do the what if game all you want, but the thing is, is, it does seem like he did learn from it. I hope so. All right, that's it for us. Uh, first show of the off season. Show's a little different. We'll start doing some. Uh, we, we we don't really do interviews during mid season. We'll we'll do some interviews in the off season. Um, like we mentioned earlier, hopefully it's a big off season because it needs to be. It needs to be a drastically big successful hits 
I want doubles, triples, and homers. We can't be striking out in this offseason. Nope. Ziegler, no, McDaniels, looking at you. Make it work, boys. Hey, man, they're on the hot seat, bro. It, it is. It, they are. They're on, and I think they know it. Uh, they may survive the entire season, but I don't know if they're going to get a third season if they get another six, seven wins. They're going to have to get back in it. And until then, knock on wood if you're with me.